The northern region of South America is home to the Amazon Basin, which in turn hosts a wide variety of fascinating rainforest dwellers, with one of the most odd-looking being the Suriname toad. What looks at first like a dead frog that's been crushed by a car is actually just a flat toad that's sunk to the bottom of a slow-moving river. Like any stressed-out parent, she just wants her kids to get off her back. And like most kids, they tend to get under her skin. But that's just the best way to keep your offspring safe here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And thank you to Brian for the creation of this week's artwork. It is uh, exceptionally exceptional this time. <laughs> uh, if To see his artwork, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And today we're talking about a horror pancake, but more on that later. Oh. I, I just want everyone out there to know how much I care about you. <laughs> that I would choose this animal of all animals. Because I hate it the most. <laughs> of, of all the animals we've done, this is, this is my least favorite one. And it might be yours too. Uh, all you have to do is just look it up. <laughs> a trypophobia um, warm- warning. If you have a trypophobia... Yeah, if ju- just triggered by uh, audio <laughs> description, audible descriptions, uh, then uh, either muscle through it or uh, click on to the next episode. <laughs> Wait till you hear a description before you look it up, at least. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about the common Suriname toad. Yeah, I had a, a hard time... Uh, I, I, I got uh, tripped up researching this because I kept typing in the the country name with the E at the end. Sur- Suriname. But it's not Suriname. It's but, Suriname. But it's called that because it lives in Suriname. I know. I don't know why it's not... I mean, it lives in a lot of countries. Yeah, but one of it's, which I, is Suriname. I don't know why they just took the E off. But yeah, they, they did. It's a Suriname. You got uh, also, lipstick in my common Suriname toad? <laughs> but it's also called the star-fingered toad, which is, I guess, less confusing. But we're going to call it here the triggered trip- trypophobia toad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. And then uh, baby back nibs. <laughs> okay, anyway, <laughs> taxonomize this. Okay, it's in the kingdom you know, love, and are in the kingdom Animalia. I knew it. The phylum is Chordata. The order is Anura, which is... Wait, 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 wait. We missed one. Oh, the class. What class is this? And come on, it's a toad. Amphibia. It's in the order Anura, which is frogs and toads. And then the family is Pipidae. And the genus is Pippa. And the species is pig. Just kidding. <laughs> Pip, Pippa pig. The species is also Pippa. Pippa Pippa. Pippa Pippa. Pippa, Pippa. Goodness, you're on a sister sister. Uh, I I have not watching watched binge. sister sister. 
since probably the 90s. <laughs> Which I don't even know. Did it start in the 90s? Probably not. Probably the... Or maybe started in the 90s. I don't know. Um, but since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Could nitty gritty nomenclature. It's It's... Completely in the nineties. The final oh, episode it? date was nineteen ninety nine. Oh, I for some reason I thought it went into the early two thousands. Feels like it did. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. Yes, it's time for nitty gritty nomenclature. Uh, since we already know what uh, a bunch of toads are, so that means would in this segment nitty gritty nomenclature, I ask you, Joe, what the binomial nomenclature means in English or the closest translation of it and since it's pippa pippa it's the same word twice so does pippa pippa mean a star star b hole hole c pipe pipe or d flat flat basically star hole pipe or flat what does pippa mean hmm hmm i have to think about this you should have waited I should have waited. <laughs> no, I was just making sounds like uh, Sigmeyer of Katarina. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Aggressive humming. I mean, whatever. Pipe sounds right. I can see some early people thinking about pipes when they think about this. Does pipe make right, though? Huh? <laughs> yes. Like might might makes right. Oh, you know what? Hole is that what one of them? Hole. Let's go with hole. Because what is a pipe if not a hole? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hole you can hold. Yeah, yeah. A holding hole. <laughs> and then there was, was a say- there was a huge debate on the internet whether um, a straw or a pipe has two holes or one hole. I, I I would say two. I'd say it's each end is a is a hole because that's the it's an opening. If is the hole an entrance to something? It's it's so an, a completely it, enclosed space. No, it doesn't have to be completely enclosed. It's just a it's a roundish entrance. So a hobbit hole has a round door. Yes. So roundish yeah, roundish entrance. There. And if That's, he has that... a back door, if Bilbo has a back door, then he has. You wouldn't a say tunnel. he has two Hobbit holes. He has one. Nah, Hobbit that's hole. that's just what the that's the uh, the colloquial name for <laughs> the Hobbit's house. Yeah, I'm going with hole. Final answer. Incorrect. Uh, the answer was pipe. Well, dang. It's uh, it's Latin for pipe. It's actually. It, Actually, it has quite a few translations in different languages, but uh, this is Latin for pipe. And it's so not it's likely because of its uh, nose rather than its other most uh, distinguishing feature. Oh, interesting. But I'm sure we'll talk about its nose now <laughs> or soon. <laughs> uh, description, are you ready? Yep. I don't see how its nose is a pipe, but it does come to a little triangular point. 
It's two little tubes, kind of like uh, soft. Oh, I see. Yeah, two tiny tubes, very small tubes. But all noses are are tubes. All noses right? are holes. Uh, the Suriname toad comes pre-smushed, so your minivan doesn't have to do the work. <laughs> it's it's almost completely flat, so that it looks like a fallen leaf. And look like a fallen leaf it does. Um, it comes in brown, light brown, and dark brown, uh, depending on the you know the fashion of the season. And it has tiny little beady eyes. That's why I don't trust them. I wrote tiny beady little eyes. Now, does that follow? Because you have tiny and little. No. No, yeah. Tiny and little need to be together. No, they, they're superfluous. They're redundant. Well, they are, but it's for it's for the effect. It's so small. It's like in the Bible. Things are repeated when they're very little. <laughs> surely, 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 I say to you, these are tiny little eyes. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what it looks like. It's basically a flat brown toad with tiny eyes, tiny little tube noses, and uh, it's uh, weird to look at. Looks like it's smushed. But that brings us to something else. Something great. Welcome to the Beloved Measure of Segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, saying you're chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week. Mm-hmm. So that means we get to hear from an animal and Carl us to guess what it is. It's in my contract. It is in the contract. Which is expiring soon, I hope. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. (laughs) One more. He screamed. It sounds like my son. (laughs) Just out of nowhere, screaming and scaring all of our guests. (laughs) He does that. Uh, is that A, a raccoon, B, a marmot, C, a blue jay, D, a nutter jack toad, or E, a borrower on a tiny roller coaster? A a, a borrower? You don't know what a borrower, borrower, borrower is? Um, outside of someone who borrows things, no. It's a tiny person. Haven't you ever watched The Secret World of Arietti or The Borrowers? No. Both of them deal with borrowers. They're tiny people that live in the walls and borrow items from your home. Oh, they're the reason why I'm missing guitar picks and half of my socks? Yeah. I don't know if they use socks, but they'll take grapes and stuff. I hate it when I lose my grapes. (laughs) Um, All right. What was the the nitty gritty toad or whatever? Uh, Nutterjack toad. Nutterjack toad, huh? Raccoon, blue jay, or nat- marmot, or Natterjack toad. I'm gonna go with marmot. Marmot. Final answer. 
Yes. That is correct. Yes. I finally got one of these right. The Marmot Scream. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not a Blue Jay or a Raccoon. I think we've done a Marmot before on this because there was a famous uh, Marmot like video that people would like dub over them screaming something else. Oh yes, yes, yes! I do remember that. I don't. I I thought that was like a groundhog or something. I guess it was a marmot. It was a marmot. Uh, let's talk length. They're twenty centimeters or eight inches. The Suriname toad, not the marmot. Yeah. How many Suriname toads go, go into the weight of or the weight the height of Juliana Top Sur, Suriname's Suriname's tallest mountain? Juliana Top. Uh huh. That sounds like uh, an actress. <laughs> well, it's a queen. The highest peak is visually interesting with a rounded rocky with rounded r- rocky walls. I really set myself up to fail there. Rounded rocky walls <laughs> rising out of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> rounded rocky walls rising. <laughs> Wacky rounded rocky walls rising. <laughs> uh, it was named after Juliana. The Queen of the Netherlands from 1948 to 1980. You said eight inches, or right? Mm-hmm. I just need to study a chart of like large mountains, yeah, and get an idea of their. Because I'm always caught off guard by this. Uh, we'll say fifteen thousand feet. Um, fifteen thousand feet. Yes. What's Everest? Thirty-six, oh. I think. 22,500. That's how many toads go into the height of this. The final answer? Uh, yes. Of this mountain. The correct answer is 6,298 toads. Oh, boy. That was a... It's a little mountain. Juliana Top is 1,280 meters or 4,199 feet. It's like a little taller than Mount Dora. <laughs> Mount Trashmore. Uh, let's talk weight. 3.5 to 5.6 ounces. So how many Suriname toads go into the weight of the world's largest ever pancake? Oh, no. Here's a hint. The pancake was made in 1994 in Rochdale, Rochdale. You know, it, it's in England, so you know it's going to be like... You know, Rockadale or something like that. Uh, Manchester. Like Rochefort? Yeah. It was made for Pancake Day. It's, or no, maybe not. Maybe it's just a uh, something that we st- celebrate to the to this day on Pancake Day. Uh, but its diameter was nearly 50 feet. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to say it was uh, uh, a ton. Pancake weighed a ton. Which that kind of five- ton? The best kind of ton. A short ton? Uh, sev- uh, so I was going to say it's 5,700 toads of weight. Final answer? Yes. The correct answer is 18,896 toads of weight. Oh, boy. So it's like three, three and three, a half tons. <laughs> three metric tons or 6,613.8 pounds. Boy. I am hungry. <laughs> That's a it, it's like the weight of an elephant. Wow. 
And when you're so hungry, you could eat an elephant's worth of pancakes. That's where you would need to go. That's about, yeah, that's, that's hyperbole at its finest. And the fact that I'm hungry after having thought about this toad for more than a second <laughs> is, uh, is impressive. Uh, well, speaking of this toad, would you like to talk about some fast facts, some rapid knowledge? Yes. Besides the fact that they enjoy slow-moving streams in the forest of South America and also swamps and stuff, everything about this toad is horrible. Uh, they lie on the bottom of streams thinking about nothing at all. When food comes along, they gobble it up. The Suriname toad is a predator with no teeth and no tongue. How's that for fun? It's swallowing things whole. And how does it get it into its mouth? Uh, it hunts prey like invertebrates and small fish by grabbing it with its rubbery little star fingers and sliding it down its mouth like Denethor and so many cherry tomatoes. <laughs> Home is behind. <laughs> you the just... worm ahead. <laughs> just somebody do that scene, but have a, tur- a Suriname toad. Stuffing Shuffling a worm down its throat. A, yeah. A water bug into its mouth. Ugh. <laughs> So, they also scavenge for food, gobbling up dead things it finds, which is which is pretty typical of nature, but I just, like, as part of this package, it's disgusting. Mm. Instead of croaking to attract mates, like other frogs, like normal frogs, uh, males will snap the hyoid bone in their throats to create a clicking sound. Love it. Throat bone snapping is just great. There's your Cosmo Sheldrake album. <laughs> it's called the 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 Toad Throat Bone Snap song. His most recent album is just like him using the sounds of different birds and making music out of it. So it doesn't have to be a nasty sound. No, it does in my mind because <laughs> I've only heard the one song where he uh, make, makes a song out of where the rhythm section is just snapping cow bones so that's all the nasty stuff out of the way right so now we can move on to to a major fact that is brighter and more uh pleasant pleasant right yes this this is going to be the most pleasant major fact you've ever heard it Um, can't be worse than that uh what was that bug that latches on to animals and doesn't let go and like the bug the bug that hamstrings frogs and eats them alive, starting with their back. Uh, frogs just are the receivers and the dolers out of disgusting things. And then there's the lizard that shoots blood out of its eyes. Uh, but I think this one takes the cake as the least pleasant thing. <laughs> um, so again, if you are if you are uh, trypophobic. Meaning you are you are adverse to the sight of holes, uh, especially together, clusters of holes, cl- yeah. clustered together like a like a lotus pod or a bubbling pancake or a or a, uh, beehive, a yeah a beehive or a, a cluster of eggs or something or um. Uh, a strawberry with too many seeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just then, keep listing things for another hour. This is the this is the time, uh, I guess, to either buckle up or 
or or skip forward. This is the time um, to face your fear. Yeah, I mean it's not fear. It's like an it's an aversion. Depends. Using the word, f- using the uh, the section the um, I can't think of what the last part of a word is called. Suffix. Suffix. There we go. Um, phobia indicates it's like a pathological f- fear. Well, Which some is, some is, people do have a pathological fear of their phobias, so they might actually be afraid of it, or like be right, so averse this, to it that they panic. Yeah, but this isn't like a panic thing. This is like it's just it's abnormally for, for you. You dis- mean disgusting? No, I, I was I was looking into it, and it's not like oh. people just lose their minds when they see something like this. They're just like, uh, no, uh, no, uh, get it away. So but they're like, not like, I can't a, function. There's a clip thing. on like the Maury show or one of those like trash daytime television shows where uh, an adult like rabble rouses. A uh, lady is afraid of olives and he brings out some olives and she like absolutely has a panic attack. So I'm ass- I was assuming that the purest form of phobia is that for all phobias. That sounds like... Um sensationalism for daytime television hey you know what i don't know why i didn't think that was a possibility (laughs) hey lady i know you don't like olives a little bit and you would just kind of get a little queasy if you saw them but we're gonna need you to fall out of your chair if we (laughs) we literally sprint off the stage yeah that's what we're gonna need to you to do otherwise people aren't gonna watch and we're not gonna get those sweet sweet advertising dollars anyway this major fact is called the toad lest traveled nice. or more traveled depending on how you look at it uh <laughs> i can't believe i'm equating this horrifying creature to a robert frost poem but <laughs> here we go uh frogs are oftentimes good parents unusually so uh at least before the edge eggs hatch they defend the eggs and we've talked about this with the uh reticulated glass frog um it's just it's it's not common for uh animals that lay like a big clutch of eggs um to stick around usually fish and insects and things that that lay a lot of eggs uh just rely on the fact that there's a lot of them to propagate their their line um but uh laying eggs in the harsh reality of nature is tough since there's a lot of critters out there that would love to snack on them like baby yoda particularly frog eggs (laughs) (laughs) So the the best way to keep your eggs safe is to keep them close. But the Suriname toad takes this two steps further. Too many steps further. Ugh. Uh, so when the mating season starts, the males, like you said, will make a sharp clicking sound rather than a croak or a chirp um, by snapping their two throatal bones together. Um, and if a female is into a male's throat bone clicks, uh, she'll start releasing eggs near him uh, in... And she'll do this by kind of flipping, like doing a, a somersault in the water. And as she somersaults, she'll release uh, several eggs at a time. So she'll do this over and over again. And uh, when the eggs come out, the male will fertilize them and then gently push those eggs onto her back once she's completed her flip. So do this over and over again where she flips, release some eggs, he fertilizes, and then pushes them onto her back. And... Uh, They'll repeat this until she's laid about 60 to 100 eggs. And here is where it gets nasty. 
<laughs> so the eggs will stick to her to her back. And um, so <laughs> we're talking, this is a five inch, or sorry, an eight inch um, toad. So it's actually pretty big for a toad. Mm -hmm. uh, if you hold that eight inches. I mean, it's the size of like a dinner plate. Um, but there's still 60 to 100 eggs stuck to the back of this this uh, um, toad. And so over the next several days, the female skin will rapidly kind of like rise up and grow around the eggs like a, like a rising tide. Um, and so for a little while, her uh, back will look like the inside of a pomegranate or the final stage of a Resident Evil boss. <laughs> Just this kind of... Um, anyway, I'll let your imagination take a wild ride on that. Um, and eventually her skin will completely enclose the eggs. So suddenly she'll look like a normal, normal flat, triangular-faced, tube-nosed toad for a little while. Um, but then, after three or four months... The eggs will hatch. Um, and one interesting thing is the fact that they don't hatch as tadpoles like almost every other frog out there. Um, and go through that typical life cycle as a you know a little black swimming thing that um, eventually grows arms and legs and turn and loses the tail. They the Suriname toad emerges from the egg as a as a fully formed toadlet without a tail. Um, but to emerge from the egg, they have to emerge from the skin. So remember, the skin has grown completely over these eggs, and uh, the so they the, on emergence day, the mother's back will erupt, turn into this honeycomb of holes uh, with the snout and uh, fingers of tiny toads. Uh, sticking out as they wriggle their way free. Um, if you are uh, a, a masochist and so inclined, you can watch a video of this. Um, and it's the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Uh, just just 60 to 100 tiny toads and their star fingers sticking out from the back, from the holes in the back of this of this toad this flat toad um and they they, they wriggle free um so it's like the the thing about uh trypophobia at least for me uh i'm not like gonna run out of the room but it's it's just it's just nasty it's just it's gross to me and uh the worst case scenario is that there are you know things living inside of all of those holes that's kind of like it's <laughs> like it's, it takes this fear of the unknown it's like there's a bunch of holes they seem purposeful something is probably living in there and there's a lot of them um like a wasp's nest or 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 something like that and uh in the game bioshock uh you can inject yourself with this um special superpower stuff that makes it so that um like a, a a hornet's nest appears inside of your forearm and then ho bees and hornets just fly out of your forearms at your enemies and uh that's so much worse for you than it is for your enemies <laughs> I, so i never ever 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 used that um but it's in the promotional it was in the promotional um material for the the marketing stuff for 
for that game and I was like oh goodness um so that's like the, that's worst case scenario that's the 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 root of the fear at least for me um and this here it is there's actually things living inside of this wriggling free and they're not dangerous but good gravy um I mean, they're not dangerous to us, but they are dangerous to each other because they'll start chowing down on any food they can find, and that includes each other. So they'll start eating each other in some cases. It's not great for the propagation of the species. Uh, you'd think that would have been ad adapted out or something, but nope, they just they just munch. Fittest survive and all that. Well, uh, one nice thing is that the mother doesn't eat them. Even if, yes. like, she's in there, even if they wander into her kill zone. <laughs> With her tiny eye, eye spots, she still decides not to eat them. She's good, good for her. Like I said, good parents. Um, and then the... So after all this, you'd think, well, like, this mother's body is uh, spent. She's... She's now riddled with... Uh, she's now the entire Shia LaBeouf movie holes. And... Uh, and now what is she going to do? Well, it's easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> um, she, she just sheds her disgusting whole world car carapace and then uh, gets ready for the next mating season. That's it. And then and she prepares all that time by going to therapy, really kind of unpacking what she experienced. Well, I will. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I, I I actually heard about this on a um, this animal on a on a podcast that has nothing to do with animals. Um, this is the Dark Souls podcast, and they kept coming back because when you talk about Dark Souls and Bloodborne, these uh, um, these dark fantasy and Lovecraftian horror games, uh, you tend to find yourself gravitating towards some of the more horrifying things in nature, and this is one of them. Uh, that they referenced a couple times, and I was like, "Oh man, this is really interesting," and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do this one. Um, so yeah, I would, I would rather encounter um, a, a lizard that spits blood out of its eyes, um, or a fro or a the a pomus beetle that hamstrings and eats alive its its prey, than uh, look at even one more picture of this <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, and that's, that's all I got. Thank heavens. <laughs> that's all I got. All right. You guys, if you guys finally got to hear an episode that, um, neither of us really wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, uh <laughs> I didn't, um, have a particular, I don't have a particular like phobia of the holes thing. Like when I look at a strawberry or anything that's not disgusting, but the fact that the, like these things burst and wriggle out of her. Like you don't have to have trip, tryptophobia or whatever it is, to not like to see that. <laughs> what wasps' nests don't uh, like trigger you or anything? No. no, I mean if there was one right next to me and there was wasps in it, it would. Well, yeah, but not for that reason. Because it's it's the wasps, not the holes. Which I think is what. It, it, from a you know adaptation standpoint it might be why some people have that aversion 
because yeah things Snakes, spiders like, holes yeah things like that usually in nature are often full of stinging or biting insects yeah i don't i also don't like i don't know it's weird i don't like clusters of things like uh fish and toad egg clusters are just abnormally gross to me um grapes are fine for some reason <laughs> i love grapes um but yeah just the uh, i don't even like the word cluster it's gross or clutch in this in this context i don't mind it when you're talking about cars what about when you're talking about like grabbing something? Yeah, clutch it. That's fine. Or when you what when about you like a clutch when of eggs? Some, something happened that was really uh, fortunate and last minute. <laughs> but yeah, when you're talking about a, cl- a clutch of eggs, it's because there are things living in there ready but it's to burst birdies. out. It's little birds. Well, I mean, a clutch of eggs can refer to anything. Eggs. I usually hear it about like bird eggs, maybe sometimes I reptile used... eggs. Yeah, I usually think of it as like as frog frog eggs a clutch of frog eggs or um or fish but uh yeah that's the uh it's a Suriname toad Suramom toad <laughs> uh that's as disgusting as it is this uh really is like mom of the year here outside of like maybe the giant octopus which i think we'll talk about at some point so are you done is it do you have anything else that's all i got so, for you out there in Podcastia that are still miraculously listening to this show, uh, float under the radar, stick close to mom, and get out from under your parents' skin, like the Suriname toad here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, thanks for listening to the episode. Just a few quick things. As always, reviews and social media engagement are greatly appreciated, but recommending the podcast to friends is the best way to help us grow. If you'd like some LDT-flavored merch, check out teespring.com stores taxonomy tees. That's it. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. <laughs> what a way to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh.